The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm absolutely so delighted to have you with us today, whether you're listening to the live broadcast or whether you've downloaded it later. It's always lovely to know that you've joined us. Be sure to go to the self-improvement blog. I say that every week, but, um, you know, it's important. You can see there our guest's picture. You can read her bio and the review of her book. And by all means, this week, be sure to go Uh, to the right sidebar and watch her videos. They're very, very good, and you'll be glad you did. Um, While you're there, sign up for our mailing list. You'll see that in the right sidebar as well, so you can get announcements of the radio show and anything else we happen to be doing on the Self-Improvement blog. How many times have you been to a doctor because you weren't feeling well, and after an exam and some tests, He wrote a prescription for a pill for you to take or some kind of medicine. You took it for the time prescribed. You felt better, and that was that. You didn't think much about it, really. But I want you to think about it now. We can take a tiny little pill of chemicals for a period of time to feel better, and we usually do. Now, the jury's out for me whether that's because of what's in the pill or whether we believe that we're going to get better. And probably both are at work. Um, But think about this. We put food in our bodies several times a day and don't give a thought to what it's doing to us. We're hungry, so we eat, or it's time to eat, so we eat. Sometimes we eat whatever we can find with no thought of nutritional value whatsoever. You know, Hippocrates, who was considered the, the father of Western medicine, said, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. We don't pay any attention to what he had to say. Hey, what did he know? Uh, medical students get very little instruction in the value of good nutrition or how to use food therapeutically. Most likely, no one told you about the value and power of food either. I know unless I've read it or watched a video about it, um, nobody really took time to explain all this. Uh, It isn't something that we get much of at school. We may learn how to cook, but we don't learn much about the, the nutritional aspect of food. 
Food makes all the difference in how you look, how you feel, and how your body functions. It can enhance or weaken your immune system. It affects your mood. It can make you fit or make you fat. We're careful to put good gas in our cars, so isn't it just as important to put good fuel in our bodies? And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have with us a really great expert to do that. Ivy Larson is a nutrition, fitness, and wellness expert. She is the founder of CleanCuisine.com, the Clean Cuisine product line, and author of four nutrition books, including the latest Clean Cuisine, an eight-week anti-inflammatory nutrition program that will change the way you age, look, and feel. That's a huge, huge field there, and and you got to get this book. She is an American College of Sports Medicine certified health fitness specialist and creator of Full Fitness Fusion. Ivy holds professional certifications as a fitness instructor and a fitness testing specialist through the Fitness Institute International. She has appeared on Good Morning America, Fox News, CNN, and a host of others. Her recipes, fitness, and nutrition advice have been featured in Time Magazine, U.S. News and World Report, Fitness Magazine, and other leading nutrition and fitness publications. How much more expert can you get? It is such an absolute pleasure for me to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Ivy. Oh, Ivy. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Oh, wow. That was such a nice introduction, Irene. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, 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 Ivy, you have, you have done so many things, and I had to cut it way down or we wouldn't have time for the show. And oh. you guys, you've got to see her picture. In fact, go to her website. She's got a brand-new website up just today, <laughs> um, and it's called it's cleancuisine.com. Go there if you can now while you're listening and look at her picture. With all those credits, you'd think she'd be about 60 years old, but you know, look, she's not. Um, <laughs> not by any means. Uh, <laughs> you. you are the healthiest looking family I think I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Tell us about yourself. Who is Ivy Larson? Well, I would describe myself as an author, a, a mother, a wife, and an MS survivor. Um, and, and all of those things are, I, I think, would best, best describe me. Um, and think about those things. In a few words, um, Ivy said a, a lot. There's a lot going on there. What led you to become a health fitness specialist? You you went to school right after high school, as I can figure. Um, right. Why did you want to do this? What led you there? Well, fitness was always a passion of mine. Um, I mean, it's interesting because now my, my main primary focus is, is nutrition, but fitness was always in high school. I was an American College of Sports or American, um, I'm now American College of Sports Medicine Certified Health Fitness Instructor, but in college I was a um, all-American cheerleader, and I was uh, competitive in track and gymnastics and dance, and so fitness was just in my blood. It was in my DNA. I, I just always loved it, 
And I started in college on a business track, and then I sort of changed gears uh, towards the end of my getting my degree and really wanted to pursue um, a physical therapy certification and degree. And so I kind of ended up getting that American College of Sports Medicine certification and working in a hospital wellness center. And and my, my main focus at that point really, really was fitness. I thought that as long as you exercise, that kind of gave you the green light to eat whatever you want. It's interesting how things change. <laughs> yeah, some people can get away with that, and some people can't. <laughs> and the you, you some some just can't. But but you weren't really in the workforce that long before you yourself began to feel ill. Tell us what was going on. Well, yeah, that was I was twenty two years old. So this was back in nineteen ninety eight. So um, I'm thirty. Eight year, 38 years old now, but um, it was back in 1998 when I had just graduated from college and just um, received the American College of Sports Medicine certification, and I was working in a hospital wellness center, and I was doing um, exercise prescription and exercise uh, testing for all all sorts of people. Mostly it was a, an elderly population, and the people had, um, you know, recovered from a, a cardiovascular event, or they had high, high blood pressure, or, or arthritis, or fibromyalgia, or multiple sclerosis. And I was teaching also individual and group exercise classes for this, you know, these groups of people. A lot of people had diabetes or o- obesity, severe, you know, very, um, very overweight. People. It wasn't just people who were trying to lose, you know, 10, 15, or 20 pounds. Some of the people who came were trying to lose 100, you know, pounds. So I was working with this group of, of people, and then um, it was the summer of 1998 where I started to have symptoms of I had bladder urgency and frequency. I was um, I would have to stop teaching my classes like two times for an hour class to, to go to the restroom. I was waking up in the middle of the night like six or seven times um, to go to the bathroom. I was having incontinence. I had numbness and tingling in my leg and then my right hip flexor. I had a very difficult time lifting my, lifting my leg at one point. So these symptoms kind of came and went over the course of... Um, of a three-month period, and I was, and they were all kind of different symptoms. Like I would have kind of um, a little bit of dizziness, and I'd go to uh, one doctor, and then I'd go to another doctor for the urologist, and then another doctor for the the leg issues. So it all kind of culminated. Um, it was one night I was watching the movie The Horse Whisperer, and I thought I was having um, a bladder infection, which was also part of the issues I was having during that three-month period. And I had I drank this huge, like I don't know, thirty-two ounce glass of cranberry juice if I was going to flush out the bladder infection. And I get right. to the movie, and I'm right in the middle of watching the movie, and um, and of course I have to go to the bathroom after drinking all that. And so I, I go to the bathroom, but I there I can't I can't go. So I'm in the restroom, and I can't. I'm, I just couldn't I couldn't go to the restroom. So it was like a it was an emer- it was I was in a panic. I'd never ever experienced such a thing where you have a completely full bladder and you can't... Um, and you can't you know, go. Void. Yeah, you can't void. So it's terrifying. And I and this was really before cell phones, or before they were really, you know, it was back in 1998, before they were really mainstream. So I didn't have a cell phone. I remember calling my parents, and I was only 22 years old. I didn't even know who else to call. So I called my parents on the cell phone, and you know, with this problem, and they said, well, you've got to go to the emergency room. So I went to the emergency room, the same emergency room at the hospital where I worked um, as, as, in, as an exercise physiologist. And 
So I, um, I get to the hospital, to the ER, and they have to do a catheter. And um, the first thing, and, and I ended up having to wear that catheter for like a week while I waited to get um, to the University of Miami. But the first thing that um, the ER doctor, after they did some testing, has said that he thinks it's a neurological event or issue and that I should go down to the University of Miami. So that was where I headed next. And then at the University of Miami, I was seen by um, Dr. William Sharmata, who's uh, one of the world's foremost experts um, in uh, multiple sclerosis, and, and that was what I was diagnosed with. I, I was told I was in the early stages, um, and, that, and I was told very quickly. They did an MRI and a, and a, a physical exam, and it was, um, and, I was, and based on that in my history, especially from the last three months, um, the, the diagnosis was made quickly. And how on earth... Did you deal with that as a 22-year-old who was a fitness, I guess fitness freak is what I want to yeah. say, not a freak, <laughs> yeah. but you yeah. know, really yeah. committed to fitness. Right. What, what did that do to you when they said, oh, you have MS? Well, and sometimes was, they don't say that all that gently. Oh, well, oh, no. here you have yeah. MS, so deal with it, babe. Yeah, no, it was uh, a massive, massive shock. And the thing is, is fitness, and, and that was my identity. You know, that's one of the things. I mean, I knew what MS, <clears throat> because I'd been working with people at the hospital. And before I had the job at the hospital, I really didn't know too much about what MS was. But when I was working at the hospital, I knew what MS was. I, I saw the people in the wheelchairs. Um, it was it was terrifying for me. And um, I had actually my very first boyfriend in high school, had also been diagnosed several years prior to me with MS, which was very interesting. Wow, that's um, very... Yeah. I don't mention that in the book. We mentioned it in our very first book, The Gold Coast Cure. Um, my husband co-writes the book with me. My husband's the medical expert. We're actually in Miami right now at a medical um, uh, event or a, um, a conference, a medical conference that my husband's attending. But he's the my husband is the medical expert behind everything that we do. And um, and he actually went, went to knew this first boyfriend, and, and we dedicated our first book, The Gold Coast Cure, to him. But um, so anyway, I knew what MS was, it was, and I and the doctor, of course, gives me the rundown of you know the, what could potentially happen, and and um, and then I was given three options for treatment, uh, and and I was told that I could begin one of the disease modifying medications. I was told though that the downside is. They're, they're contraindicated during pregnancy. And so at that, age, that stage, I wasn't married, but I was 22 years old, and I, um, I definitely wanted to have kids. I mean, the, the idea of not being able, um, and I do. I now have a, a 13-year-old son who's sitting here in the hotel room with me, actually, right now as <laughs> I'm doing this. Um, but, you know, so, so that, that really scared me when he said it was contraindicated during, you know, pregnancy. Um, and it also kind of scared me for, you know, gosh, why is it contraindicated during, you know, is that yeah. a really powerful drug? Is it, you can't take it when you're pregnant, and that, that kind of made me nervous. Um, and also I was told it exacerbates depression, and that was another issue I was really um, having problems with. And later I learned that MS changes your brain in a way that causes depression, so it's not... Even oh, the yeah. same, sometimes you think, oh, it's because you have MS. No wonder you're depressed. But it's people, that's something they struggle with even when, um, when they're not even having symptoms. It's, it's, a, it's just the way that the disease process works. 
And so the, the medications exacerbate the depression. So that, and that was something my neurologist was concerned about because that was another issue I was having during that three month, you know, period. I, I went to see a psychiatrist and, um, you know, for this depression, there was no reason for the depression. So, so that really scared me about the medications. Uh, and then I was told the second option was, um, that I could begin a trial medication, but kind of like a, I was, there was a new, a new medication that was oh. going into the, the third phase, the human trial phase, and I could jump on that, you know, if I wanted to, but I'd have to decide like in a week or something crazy. And that really scared me. <laughs> I was definitely not wanting to be a guinea pig here. <laughs> and then the third option, which just blew me away, um, was that I could modify my, my diet and adopt an anti-inflammatory diet. Which I and on never... that note, I want to hear much more about that. <laughs> it's time for us to take a break. So we're going to come back and hear more about what you did in a moment. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Ivy Larson saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Ivy Larson, and we're talking about nutrition, nutrition and fitness. Ivy just explained how at 22 she was diagnosed with MS and was given three choices in treatment, and the first two sounded so awful that she opted for a nutritional program. Ivy, at 22 and being a uh, really more the exercise side of fitness, how did you even know where to start designing well, a nutritional program? Did they give you a diet to follow? Or did they say, Here, here's some stuff that you can eat? How did you go about it? Yeah, that was a very... Okay, first it took me... It was very hard for me to wrap my hands around the idea that 
the that that diet could play a role in a disease like MS. I mean, it's coming from the exercise um, or the fitness, you know, side of things. I always believed that really the only people that had to to really watch what they ate were were people who were overweight, which I was not. Um, in fact, I was very lean, and I mean, I didn't look at all like um, I mean, I looked very healthy actually. At this was also hard for me to wrap my hands around the idea that I had a disease like MS. Right. The people that I had seen with MS were very, you know, um, the, most of them had really their their um, they were debilitated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so that was hard for me. Uh, the second thing was uh, the other people that I thought benefited from a nutrition intervention would be um, those with heart disease because you always you would hear you know if you have high cholesterol or you know, or a heart attack or, you know, that this is, you have to change your diet or people with diabetes or food allergies. So I guess four things, but I, you know, I didn't have any of that and I just couldn't, it was hard for me to grasp the, the idea that, that nutrition could really, you know, play such a role. I think it was because my, I think the reason I, um, I believed that it would work was because of my neurologist credentials. I mean, I, he was at, you know, it was not just at some local yokel neurologist right. office in Hodunk. I mean, it was at the University of Miami, um, and he was a world-renowned expert in MS, and his, I mean, his, his, he'd written 60 um, peer-reviewed papers. I mean, I, I, we, you know, we quickly learned about him while, during this little stay while we were down there about, you know, who he was and, and his, so, so his recommendations carried a lot of weight with me. Um, but yeah, I did, I did not know where to start. I had, I didn't even have a clue. Um, he told and me you, that. Oh, I'm go sorry, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, he well, he told me that there was a book called uh, the Swank Diet for MS that I could start with. Um, he said it wasn't totally, you know, it's a lot of that. There's a lot about anti-inflammatory nutrition that really wasn't in um, books that were easy for patients to understand, you know, it was a lot in um, medical books, medical, you know, research. He said that there right. is legitimate research uh, showing that change in diet um, could positively impact the course of MS. And the, re- the book, The Swank Diet, was actually written by a neurologist who studied patients for over 30 years on his, it was, his approach was not not labeled anti-inflammatory because it was, you know, written years ago, but they didn't actually know why his program worked, but it did work. And there's research. It's been like Lancet, New England Journal of Medicine, in, you know, esteemed medical journals. And he followed patients, MS patients, for over 30 years. I mean, his whole career was dedicated to dietary intervention treating MS. And they didn't really know why his program worked. He had several theories in his book um, about why it worked, um, but his his plan really um, reduced animal foods a lot. But specifically, he was focusing on um, saturated fat from animal foods, but not necessarily uh, so much on the animal protein itself or on on um, on animal foods, but more the fact that they had the saturated fat. And um, anyway, so his book. So I started with. His book is very um, difficult for me to read. I would not say that it was um, it wasn't a user friendly book, especially for somebody who didn't really know much no. about nutrition. And, and this is a neurologist who wrote it, so he wasn't really trying to make it a super uh, appealing lifestyle approach, you know. And that was no. the other thing. I, 
I so you it. contacted an oh, and old friend that literally changed both your lives. Tell us how Andy came into the picture. Oh, yeah. So that was, so my, so, okay. So I, I went to um, school. My husband now, who is the medical expert behind everything that we do, we were not married at the time. We were still just, we had been really good friends from high school. He was actually my math tutor when I was 13 years old. He was 17 and assigned to be my math tutor. And um, just a super smart guy. He was second in the country in the National Spelling Bee, the, you know, Pathfinder Award winner. And he went to Cornell um, for his undergrad. And then he was at that time attending the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, which at that time was one of the top three medical schools. It still is. It's always still is, yeah top three medical schools in the country. And, um, you know, I just always respected Andy, his intelligence. And uh, he was a, he was a good friend of mine. And, you know, since I was, I mean, at that state, you know, I'd known him for, since I was, uh, I was 22 when I was diagnosed. So I'd known him, you know, since I was 13. And um, so I called, I didn't have a friend in the medical community. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't have a family, you know, we didn't have doctors as my parents didn't have doctors as friends. I mean, we didn't know who really to call. Um, but Andy was in uh, his fourth year of medical school. And so I, I called him and I asked him, you know, I said, I asked for his opinion. I said, look, this is what my, you know, I've been diagnosed with this and this is what my treatment options are. And I, I really feel that the Nutrition, I mean, I have a lot to learn. I'm very overwhelmed by it, but I, I feel like I really want to give it a try. And, but could you do a little bit of research for me and just tell me if this is going to work? Or yeah, yeah. And, you know, what do I do? Is it, I mean, can this possibly, can this possibly yeah. help me? But yeah, I just, yeah, I couldn't. I, so I needed just another backup. And to be honest, I mean, he was very, the first thing he did is, you know, who is the star? I mean, first just getting over the initial shock that I had in this. I mean, just from knowing my you know, the way I was a cheerleader and then I used to flip across the basketball field. And I mean, how could, you know, that it's hard to yeah. grasp that, that I had in that considering how active and athletic I was in high school. Um, but then, you know, he said, well, who is this doctor? I mean, what, you know, cause that was, he was very surprised. At the, what kind of quack is this? He, yeah. He wanted to know and when I gave him his credentials, um, you know, he was really impressed. He then, but this was really before the internet. This was 1998. This was before people would do research on the internet. So he actually went underground at the University of Pennsylvania's um, library, the, the School of Medicine library, and spent a full day researching um, nutrition in the academic journals for, as it applied to um, MS. And he came back, and, and also the, the sweet diet. You know, he had never heard of any such approach, like of nutrition when for MS in medical school, not even a hint of it. And it really is not something that, you know, medical doctors do not receive a great deal of nutrition. They do not. And most no. of them don't have an open mind to learn, which is right. sad. Yeah, that is very true. And it's a very rudimentary type, um, you know, nutrition education that they re- that doctors receive, you know, very basic. And it's more like applicable to like burn victims and metabolic, you know, treatment of, of burns and that sort of thing rather than, than true nutrition of what, you know, applies to disease prevention, I would say, or, or disease management. Right. And so, and so he did this, um, this research for me and came back and said, you know, it's, he was just amazed that it seemed like, yeah, there is really solid research behind this and you have nothing to lose, you know, why not give it a try? Um, 
you know, for a, a period of time. You can always do, it didn't, there was not like it was an either or. It's not like you should do the nutrition um, and then never consider the medication, but why not right. try the nutrition? And you could always do both. But he said, it, from what he was reading, it appeared to him that nutrition, a nutritional approach should be given to every single person that has MS. Just like if you have, you know, high blood pressure, the doctor is always going to say your diet is important. It doesn't, you know, you, you might have to take medication, but but you you should change your diet no matter exactly. what. Exactly. So, you know, so so if you have diabetes, you're you're always educated, that the patient's always educated that diet, and you know, plays a role. And so the same thing with MS, and yet most neurologists, you know, would, would, don't even discuss or, or approach or in, in include nutrition in, in a treatment approach. So, so we, but there really was still a tremendous amount to learn. And just from that one day he spent in the library, he said it's clear that it's going to take studying beyond the Swank book. <laughs> To really, yes. you know, get a firm understanding of nutrition. And um, and so, really, he's the one that started helping me. I mean, I didn't have the background. I, I did have enough of a background to understand, you know, to do some research just from my, you know, my science that I'd already, courses and stuff that I'd already gone through in college and when getting this American College of Sports Medicine certification. But I didn't understand. Uh, I had a lot to learn about nutrition. And, um, and so we just started... Um, you know, he started by pouring through medical journals with me and just we slowly, slowly started to build on uh, what is an anti-inflammatory diet and what does that consist of. And um, and then very shortly after that, we were married within um, like a year later. We, the kind of things evolved um, more from friendship into something um, even greater <laughs> And that uh, then we were married in 2000, and I got pregnant right away. Um, and we kept, you know, we were adding and learning more. I was constantly reading and, and studying during this time. And then my, I was, um, it was in 2000, uh, right after we got married, three months later, I was pregnant with our um, with our son. We thought we still weren't at that point totally convinced that this diet thing was going to work. <laughs> So I wanted to have my son right away, or, or I didn't know it would be a son, but I wanted to get pregnant right away just in case I had to also fall back on the medication. Exactly. But I, I, at that point, was already, I mean, feeling, I mean, my health started to improve, you know, rapidly, and the depression issues that I was having, my mood, my, um, you know, the, it, all these bladder problems, I mean, I just started to, to really to feel better. I mean, and I, and one of the things I did started with, um, is the high dose pharmaceutical grade fish oil. And I started with, um, with that right away. I was very, once we started to analyze my diet and what I had been eating versus what I needed to be eating and the nutrients I needed to consume for, from an anti-inflammatory perspective. I mean, I, it was like, gosh, I mean, no wonder. (laughs) No wonder. On the no wonder note, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little, much more, much more about the anti-inflammatory diet. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Ivy Larson, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? 
What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Ivy Larson. Um, She's a a fitness expert, now a nutrition expert, who was diagnosed with MS and has kept it in remission for, it's what, 15 years now, Ivy, or longer? Yeah, over Uh, over 15 years. Using nutrition as her treatment uh, of preference. So let's talk a little bit about the diet. There, there's a word in there that's new to me. You, you use the word nutrigenomics. Right. So, yeah. What, what's nutrigenomics? <laughs> that's really the study of how nutrition plays an integral role in not just your basic um, keeping you alive, just like your basic vitamins and nutrients, but more so for disease prevention and wellness optimization. Because a lot of people might not necessarily, uh, like in medical school, doctors learn about, you know, how to, uh, the basic vitamins, for example, that you might need just to prevent scurvy or, you know, right. specific nutritional deficiencies. But they don't really learn about, like, and how to eat and how to, tell their patients how to eat in a way that's going to really optimize their energy and their mood and their and help slow aging and, and protect against disease. And that's really more of the nutrient genomics. I mean, that's more of how uh, it's more the study of and, and the incorporation of the of certain nutrients, key key, like micronutrients and phytonutrients that can really optimize wellness and slow aging. Now, you, your diet is an anti-inflammatory diet, and yet you say it does all these wonderful things, you know, change the way you age, mm-hmm. you know, the way you look, the way you feel. Right. Why do we need an anti-inflammatory diet? You know, and inflammation generally means you have an infection somewhere. I look at me, I don't have any that I can see. <laughs> So it thinks right, right. It's well. This is the thing. Yeah, it's not just um, okay. An anti-inflammatory diet. It's not just the MS diet. And that was one thing that during with our research that Andy and I were doing um, way back. You know, in 1998, we started to quickly realize. You know, I mean, this is actually the diet my husband follows. He doesn't have MS. Um, You know, and he at that time uh, he started following it, and he lost like 15 pounds that he had gained in medical school, like almost instantly. Without, you know, counting calories or right. monitoring portion size, you know, just anything. He started to research. He's like, gosh, this really seems like a way 
everybody should be eating, you know, like because it was overlapping. And so the thing is, is inflammation is the common denominator between MS and so many seemingly unrelated conditions. It's the the common denominator is what, um, you know, exacerbates asthma and arthritis and fibromyalgia and, and heart disease. It's very, inflammation is very intimately related to heart disease. You can actually even measure it. There's a blood test, a CRP level, that if you have high CRP levels, you're, it correlates um, directly with cardiovascular disease. Um, inflammation is at the root of diabetes, of obesity, of uh, I mean, chronic pain, and I mean, the list just goes on and on, eczema, psoriasis, and I mean, there's so many conditions that are tied to so many chronic diseases that don't necessarily kill you right away, like, you know, heart disease would, but, you know, but they're slowly deteriorating your health, and they're really interfering with people's enjoyment and quality of life, and inflammation is at the root cause of you know, of so many of these. And there's nobody, there's not one person, and my husband always says this, like, there's not one patient, not one child, nobody that he would ever say, well, you should be, you would benefit from a pro-inflammatory diet. (laughs) Yeah, no, you wouldn't ever say that. (laughs) You know, you... You, you call it the anti-inflammatory diet and you, re, you refer then to clean cuisine or eating clean or eating real whole food. Yes. You know, what, what do you mean by real whole food or clean cuisine? Well, so, you know, getting back to nature, first of all, you always have to, and this was one of the big things when I was first diagnosed because I was eating everything out of packages, you know, all my yep. food was in a package. <laughs> One of the things you just, I love what you said, that, that the things that are really good for you don't have to have a label on them. You right. won't find an ingredient label on a peach, for instance. Right. <laughs> exactly, or a nutrition label on a peach. I mean, part of this whole nutrition facts is just, you know, so complicated for people because you don't need to have nutrition facts on real foods. You know, like if you're eating... Uh, salads and, and berries and corn and potatoes and beans and nuts and, and whole grains, not crackers that say whole grain <laughs> and a whole bunch of other junk in them. But if you're eating, you know, real whole foods, you don't need to to monitor, you know, calories and portion sizes and, and closely tally up how many grams of carbs and fats and all that. It's just complicating matters, and it's not really getting to the root issue, which is people, you need nutrition to maximize. So one of the things with the anti-inflammatory diet is that it also is maximizing nutrition. So when you eat, um, let's say, an apple, a whole apple, not versus applesauce that's, you know, already been processed, the whole apple is going to give you energy and, and calories, but it, along with that, you get a huge amount of phyto, a massive amount of phytonutrients and antioxidants. You're getting the fiber. You're getting like a host of other things, beneficial um, ingredients or, or, or substances in addition to just the energy or the, the carbohydrates that you would get from the apple. If you eat the applesauce, now that's been processed. The fiber's been removed. The, a, lot, the, a lot of times they add the sugar that decreases, you know, that adds an inflammatory component. So if you, you're, you're always better getting foods in their most natural, unrefined state, even, even a food just like applesauce. But like in the past, I would eat everything out of a package, you know. I, I wouldn't, instead of eating apples, I'd have applesauce and a, um, you know, crackers that come, like those Ritz crackers or those, uh, what are those peanut butter cracker things that come in the, yep. you know, those. <laughs> I, I know them. Some of them <laughs> have cheese and some of them have peanut butter. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Those, I would eat those. Uh, fruit roll-ups, like all these things, you know, they're all packaged foods, a juice box, you know. And it, you, you, they're marketed in a way that makes you think they're healthy and nutrition, nutritious, but they're really not. And they're devoid, not just, they might have added um, vitamins and, and minerals, but they're usually added in a, the synthetic vitamins and minerals, which your body doesn't even handle the same way as, um, as the real vitamins and minerals that come from the real food. Um, but they're also missing all these phytonutrients, and the phytonutrients are massively anti-inflammatory. And those are also what help slow aging and help to optimize your health and your energy and everything else. And so, you know, first thing to do is, is when you're trying to adopt an anti-inflammatory diet is getting foods in their most natural, unrefined state. That's like step number one, the most important thing to eat real food. And, and then, the, and then this, and if you do eat anything in a package, you want to read the ingredients and you want to see, are those, or is every single ingredient a real food? Um, like marinara sauce, for example, if you read the marinara sauce the, and the label just says tomatoes, extra virgin olive oil, basil, you know, those are ingredients that are real. Like, you know exactly what those are. Exactly. If it says, you know, um, it says a bunch of ingredients that you're not really recognizing as food. Yeah, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Don't eat it, yeah, exactly. And once you really start not looking at the nutrition facts, but looking more at the ingredients, that's when you start to realize, oh, my gosh, a lot so many foods really are made up with, of just junk ingredients. And the nutrition facts are very misleading because the food might say only 100 calories and only 2 grams of fat. Well, that does not make it healthy for you. <laughs> that doesn't mean it has nutrition. And so, uh, um, right. so focusing first and foremost on, on optimizing nutrition and getting it from real foods is, is crucial. But then, this, then, there's, then there's a little bit more, too. You know, plant foods, um, and, and clean cuisine is not a vegan diet, um, but, but eating more plant foods and making plant, unrefined plant foods the foundation of your diet. And by unrefined, I mean, um, you know, lots of fruits and lots of vegetables, um, beans and nuts and seeds and unrefined whole grains and potatoes, um, getting your, your fats in their whole, most of your fats in their whole food form, like avocados and nuts and seeds and olives. Those are all, all these are plant-based foods. Um, whole soy, like uh, tempeh or, or soy, um, like uh, tofu, that's not processed soy, not soy protein isolate in a protein shake, but whole soy, like also edamame beans, th- those sort of things. All of these plant foods are abundant in so many different phytonutrients. And if they're unrefined and they don't, and they're not, they haven't been processed into, um, for example, corn oil or soybean oil then the whole foods themselves will have a very um, a healthy omega-6, omega-3 ratio, and that really affects inflammation. Like what happens is when you get a lot of processed foods, especially the, the processed oils, like the corn oil, the soybean oil, um, the pure vegetable oil, these cheap oils that are in so many processed foods, those have a very, um, they're very pro-inflammatory because they have so much omega-6 fat and not enough omega-3 fat. And that's one of the big problems with um, that contributes to inflammation. And one of my big problems is that I had so much, I had my omega-6, omega-3 ratio was very out of whack. Um, and that's something that you don't really have to know the, you don't have to understand the science behind it so much, but you just have to know to avoid processed and refined um, 
vegetable oils and, and stick more to like um, extra virgin olive oil is a great, you know, healthy oil that's not been processed as long as it's extra virgin. Yeah, but one of the strengths of your book is that you do give the science behind most of it. And yeah, to do. me, yeah. that was really very helpful to see that you had a reason for putting in what you put in and leaving out what you left right. out. Right. I think the science, I mean, for me, um, you know, it's funny because I like to know the the reason behind it because it's like I, um, and that was really important for me because I just had to understand it for me, for me to implement it. And it was really important for my husband too. But not we, we recognize not everybody some people just want to be told, just tell me what to eat and what not to eat, you know? So yeah, but to, you know what? In the past, people have done that, and look how off they've been. You know, there was well, such a true. long time that we were told not to eat any fat, and right. then we were told, you know, not to eat, well, the carbohydrates have been all over the place. Right. You know, and so to see the science behind it is really helpful. One of the yeah. things a lot of us wonder when we start looking at a, a diet, like this is is there any good stuff in there but you put a lot of good stuff in there to you, know, eat, you, you mean a good like tasty stuff to eat tasty stuff does it yeah. taste good if it doesn't taste good how can you make it a life plan right and that is so key you know what i think that is really one of the big big things that separates clean cuisine from a lot of other nutrition books and like, for example, from the Swank book, um, when we wrote our first book, uh, and, and especially in this follow-up book and, uh, and on our website and everything, um, and uh, by the way, the, the website, the Clean Cuisine, there's tons of recipes and all sorts of things on the website. We just actually launched a new website today, so we're having a lot of um, technical issues, and the photos from all the, the recipes have temporarily disappeared. But we have, so, we have like over 300 um, anti-inflammatory recipes free recipes on the, the cleancuisine.com website. So it's a good um, resource. But and Ivy, while, while you're there, let's let our listeners go to take a look at the website because it's time for us to take a quick break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Ivy Larson, saying don't go away. We'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're on the last lap with Ivy Larson. I'm so sorry we don't have another hour because she has so much to say. In fact, at the break, um, she agreed that she'd come back later in the year and, and we'll talk some more about this. I think it's one of the most important subjects that we have. Um, Ivy, we're right up at the end of the show, so I'm going to ask you my weekly question. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I think the most important thing is just to remember, you know, it's never too late or or too early to start. I mean, even if you're, you know, 60 or 70 and, and you have any of these conditions, you're still going to benefit from an anti-inflammatory diet. And, and if you have children, I mean, we've raised our 13-year-old son on this way of eating since he was since he was born. So this is something that... Uh, everybody in the family can do. It's not. It's not like you know, just some special diet only for people who have MS or or any of these other inflammatory conditions. It's something everyone will benefit from, and um, and they can sign up. You know, or we just launched the new website right today. Um, but by Monday, um, by the the twenty third, June twenty third, that everything should be up and functioning, and you can sign up for our Clean Cuisine 8-Week Challenge for free, right? Uh, I'm going to sign up for it. I invite all my listeners to sign up for it. (laughs) It's cleancuisine.com. Is that how they reach you, Ivy, is through the website? Through the website, and we do have a weekly um, newsletter. Uh, We have about 35,000 people on it, but right this minute on the website, I think the only way that you can sign up until we get it all functioning, the only way you can sign up for it, for it on the new website is to go to the section that call, says free resources, and we have um, a free uh, clean cuisine meal plan, a kitchen shape-up, uh, and an MS guideline. If you sign up for any one of those free resources, that should automatically sign you up for our um, for our newsletter. Or you could just you know go to Facebook and follow us there until we get the website up and, and running. There's still a lot of... Um, in the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, you can get the book um, and you can get yourself all psyched up to change the way you eat so you change the way you feel. Okay. Next week's guest is Justina Lasley, who's going to talk about the meaning of our dreams and how to use our dreams for self-improvement. Ivy, thank you so much for being with us today. What a great, you know, just what a great approach to life you have and and how wonderfully helpful the work you and your husband have done is to those of us who need this kind of expertise. This is Irene Collins and my guest Ivy Larson saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show.
Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.